Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What do we do when it's supposed to be the most cheerful time and I'm the saddest I've ever been? Oh. And then it's just this cycle. Mm-hmm. And so... That was that was a great point. Okay, you're over here dropping freaking bars on today's podcast. Thank you. My man is wise. Are you single? Are you single for the holidays? Are you lonely? If you're single for the holidays, look no further than this podcast right here. Right now, plug a comment. Comment, I'm single for the holidays, and your wish will come true. What do you think the wish is for them? For $99 a month, you can experience non-singleness at your best. Yes, What we are offering today is rentaboyfriend.com for the holidays. Mm -hmm. So if you just need to go online, you can just scroll through the selection of men on there. Yes. Um, We picked, you know, not the crusty dusting men. We picked the cream of the crop. People are going to actually believe you. Yeah, they should. Because we're we're actually starting this service. That'd be a low-key good business. Rentaholidayhoney.com. Rentadonkey.com. What? Didn't God or Jesus... Come on a donkey. Come on a donkey. That could be the company. Rentadonkey.com and it's just a bunch of Christian men. <laughs> They're like, how much would we price I a, don't know. a good Christian man at? I think a solid Christian man. How much a month? Is hard to find. How much a month? I think that's like $100 a month. $100 a month. So They don't come by often. If you miss a payment, do you lose your boyfriend? Yeah, you lose boyfriend privileges. <laughs> that sucks. What if they fall in love and all of a sudden... Then you, know, you owe us $1,000 because we helped you find a husband. Obviously, this is all parody. We're joking. But uh, that's what we're talking about today. So welcome back to but the podcast. Isn't, the, isn't that funny how this is a double standard? We can make that joke about men, but it'd be really weird if we were like a girlfriend.com. Yeah, absolutely true. You know? That's absolutely dang true. But People welcome... Would- People Welcome would. back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Janine. This is my husband, Caleb. What's up? And we are in the middle of our holiday series. 
Mm-hmm. This is episode two of our Christmas at the, the Wards. We hope you guys liked last week's episode where we just... Shot the sheesh. Yeah, I would say shoot the sheeshy. And we just chatted about everything Christmas related. Today's podcast is going to be a little more center focused on mm-hmm. sadness during the holidays. Maybe you're single. <clears throat> maybe uh, you uh, don't have any friends or you... You know, move to a new city. Yeah, you feel lonely. Or you that seasonal depression is kicking in. It's daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. What do we do when it's supposed to be the most cheerful time, and I'm the saddest I've ever been? Oh, you are. What do I do? That's so sad, Bobby. I know. No, not me. <laughs> I'm Gucci. I'd, I'd be. I'd be. I'd be. Uh, You're not single. You just got married three weeks ago. I know. It. It, it does hit different. Listen, I don't want to rub marriage into single people who listen to this podcast but it's a good deal it's a good deal but let me tell you it's hard work you still got to figure out your own ish listen guys i it's funny i'm married now and i'll just be vulnerable i think it was yesterday um i was going to bed and janine passes out of sleep mm-hmm. the minute her head touches the pillow and i've said it before i'm not like that i it takes me a little bit to wind down and go to sleep and i was sitting there by myself she's asleep and, and i and i felt lonely like I felt like alone and I even though I have a wife it's like just because you're married is not going to cure your sadness or occasional loneliness loneliness. yeah because a person Mm -hmm. can only fulfill you so much and I know you've heard that before it's probably like it's easier for you to say listen it's not as lonely being married is not as lonely as being single so we're going to talk about singleness we're going to talk about loneliness if you aren't in a relationship or if you are in a relationship, this podcast is still for you. We're going to be talking about a lot of other things mm-hmm. as well. Janine and I have some singleness experience. Oh, probably yes. more me than you. I was single probably more than you were single. Well, I do have four more years of you life got, on you. You got a de- half a decade on me. But that is true. I That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that took a while to say. I, I had to process that one for a second. I was like, wait a dang minute. <laughs> Um, we both had seasons of singleness, hundred percent. Um, you know, there were a lot of Christmases for me where I was sad girl hour. I remember one Christmas. Oh my gosh. It was like my most depressing Christmas. We went to my sister's house in Austin and I was single for already like two years at this point. And all my siblings, my three sisters were all taking pictures with their husbands underneath the mistletoe and they're all getting their like, mm, their little cute little kissy photos. And guess who took the photos? Me. You. Yeah, I was depressing. Wait, are you going to turn it up? That's so mean. <laughs> and every time I took a picture, I was just getting more angry. So I understand the feeling when your sisters are all snuggled up with their mans and you were just alone with your nephew. It was depressing. So, and, you know, go- going into this podcast, I I think I'm getting tired of, you know, the, the dating single podcasts usually are the same thing. Marriage it's the is same, a gift. It's the same thing. It's telling the Singleness viewer. Singleness is a gift. Don't, you know, it's better to be single while we're married. It's like we're preaching this thing. And it's like, it, it kind of like, it's tone deaf to me to tell Ooh. people who um, are single and alone that just enjoy singleness. It's like, hey, buddy, I'm trying, okay? Mm-hmm. I was single. You were the first girl, girl I ever had during the holidays last year. And every time I was single the years before, people would say, use it as a gift, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's true, but it's still like, it's not easy. 
Yeah. And it's annoying when you see a happy couple, you know, try to tell you um, what to do in those seasons. So yeah. I think this podcast, we, I, I kind of want to more empathize, but then provide solutions to how you can go through this season victor- in, a, in a victorious way. You can use your sadness for, for good and you can use that energy because sadness is still energy. Mm-hmm. Sadness is still um, this feeling that you can get that can be used for something, pain, anything. So how are we going to use that feeling, those emotions, and replace it for good? Wow, that was a bar, baby. Yeah. Way to go. Way to really tee up that introduction. That was awesome. So let's get into it. Obviously, like he said, we, we've been married. And the thing is, like, we know marriage is a gift. We've heard that thousands of times and it really, really is. But as Caleb was saying, like it really doesn't solve your loneliness. Like it doesn't solve all your problems or your insecurities or your toxic behaviors or whatever. And so, I mean, I've mentioned this before, but like, you know, this really is your time to explore those emotions, explore, you know, do I have red flags or what are things in me that I do need to resolve or things that need to be healed? Because now we're in it and we're committed and it's like, okay, there's no backing out now. Like we're in this and we're seeing these new, really ugly sides of each other. And it's like, wow, like I still love you. I got ugly sides. Oh yeah. What's the ugliest? Your butt cheeks. (laughs) But it's just true. Like, this is your time to really try to figure out these things as best as possible because you get into marriage and then it's like, oh, wow. They say that marriage exposes things and dang right they do. Well, if you're a person who is sad right now because they don't have any friends or because their boss doesn't like them or they're sad during the holidays because you're single and your focus is... I got to get rid of this feeling of singleness. So I got to go find somebody. And once I find somebody, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once you do that, then, okay, I got it. Your, your brain's just going to find something else to be sad about. Right. So you're not really attacking the root of the problem. And the problem is, is you, maybe in your life, you go to, you wake up, you get your coffee and you go to work and you come back home. And that's really it. You watch Netflix and go to bed. Mm-hmm. there's nothing there out like there's nothing there it's like of course you're sad maybe it's reading maybe it's an athletic ability maybe it's serving it should be serving no matter what uh, of some capacity stepping outside of your comfort zones to find it's like you're on this path and it's like you keep getting the same results and it's like okay what can we do to deviate on the path to change the results if you are sad well it's more like this in my opinion it's more like okay i'm sad but also, at the same time, I'm working through, I'm working towards this goal and this dream. So I don't have time to be sad right now because I got to go study for for mm-hmm. for med school, or I don't have time for this because I want to start this business. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for sadness, and I, and I don't have time for a boyfriend because I am so obsessed on 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 what the Lord is doing in my life. If all you're doing is trying to reap the benefits of a relationship. And that seems to be the root of why I feel the way I feel. Eventually, you're going to get it and you will be given over to your desire. And then you're just still going to be left unfulfilled. And you're going to be looking at the person and go, oh, my gosh, you don't fulfill me. You're the issue. Yeah, you blame it on them. And then you break up. And then it's just this cycle. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was a great point. I think what I would do if I were you, I would write down five skills that you have. I would say, "Okay, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I'm athletic here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good with people. And then write that down and look, okay, what could I use that 
too, and then work towards that. Oh, I'm an amazing endurance runner. I haven't ran since high school. Okay, start running marathons. Yeah, channel that again. Channel that. Mm-hmm. Channel that for something. And then all of a sudden, you're going to have somebody who's like, man, and Jessica, like. Yeah, Jessica. What's Jessica doing over there? You know? Jessica's or, getting it. Or Brady. You know, Brady is, uh, you know, Brady was 375 pounds, and, and now he's, he's running a marathon, and, and he's, you know, he doesn't eat fast food every day, and he's, you know, prioritizing his health and, and these things, and. Yeah, no, I think goals and ambition and investing into the kingdom and into yourself is attractive. Okay, this is actually funny because I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was talking to my best friend yet last night and she's single and she's my age, she's 29. She's, you know, starting to go on dates and what she decided to do with her singleness instead, like before, you know, I've known her for many years, she would kind of just like wait around or she would just kind of go to work. Same thing you do. You said, go to work, watch Netflix, go to her Bible study and kind of go home. She decided this year to, invest into college students. So she's leading like 20 college students to the Lord. She meets with them. She goes and walks with them. She plans these events. And she started going on recent dates with this guy. And he was like, this is so attractive about you. So when you just get busy serving God, investing in the kingdom and just doing things apart from just like yourself, like outside of yourself, I think it's just attractive. But the thing is, she's not doing it to be like, oh my gosh, by me doing this, a man's going to fall in love with me. She's doing it because it's out of her pure heart and intentions of wanting to just use her time well, you know? When we first met, I was moving to Florida. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of things that I was working towards and vice versa with you. Yeah. And it's not like I was sitting on my hands and knees. We met each other and the worst possible, like busiest seasons, traveling, I was moving, working, and we found each other in like from like in a like a logistical standpoint. It wasn't mm-hmm. it didn't meet the eye very well. But that was so attractive, I think, to us that it wasn't like, oh, you, you know, you're not doing anything with your life. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, my reasoning for wanting to do what I was doing was never to get a girlfriend necessarily. But my it was like, man, at the end of the day, it's really just me. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're married and you got a spouse, eventually like you are going to be held responsible for how you handle your life. Mm-hmm. It's not you. You're not going to be held responsible for my actions. And I still got to to walk in a way that is is living some type of fulfillment uh, in my life. Or I'm just going to be left sad, lonely, and depressed because I thought that w- you were going to solve all my issues yeah. and all my problems. It's so true. That's such a good point. In the sense that you still got to live your life. Yeah. Like we still, you know, go to the gym. We still have our regular routines. You have to still read the Bible for yourself. You have to still pray by yourself. We still have to have some sort of autonomy and responsibility and accountability within our relationship with the Lord and our self. Like I can't force you to work out and eat healthy. Like you've still got to do that for yourself. And so, yeah, we can't look to the other person to solve all your issues. And I, I kind of wanted to go back really fast to what, you were saying about you just thinking that like, okay, I got to find someone quickly. And I know that Mm -hmm. with dating apps, it's really easy to just go on a date or have some sort of quick, quick, quick connection to try to fill this void in you, but it doesn't last. And I think what we could kind of possibly boil this down to is just discontentment. I think in life, and I mean, I've, I'm very, you know, big on this because it's something I'm working through is that most things in life stem from discontentment. And the Bible, I believe Paul says that for I have learned 
how to be content in all circumstances, whether I have or don't have to learn to be content. It's like, how can we learn to be content in all seasons? And I know that's not easy. Like that's why he says, learn. He doesn't say I am content or I will be. It's like, this is something you have to learn and work towards. And so how can you find that contentment in yourself with the Lord right now, wherever you are, maybe you are married or you're still dating or you're still going through complications. And so I think contentment with you and the Lord is what will solve a lot of all of our problems. That's so good. Um, I heard a good quote. It's like the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Before you do anything, you need to know who you are, what you're about and why you do what you do. Mm. Or you are going to be a person who is throwing something at the wall and hope and you, you're going to be hoping it sticks. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're throwing, you know, you, yourself at a guy. You're throwing, you know, your, your self-worth to your boss and it's not sticking. You just keep doing this. And it's like, man, I'm throwing my entire life at my boss to get him to like me. But I don't even know why I like myself. I don't even know the skill sets I bring mm-hmm. to this job. I can't walk into work confident. I can't walk into church confident because I don't know who I am and I don't know why I do anything. And it's like the framework for your entire life and for your friendships. You ask yourself, man, all my friendships fail. I got different people at my birthday party every single year. Mm. Why? Because you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're about. Mm -hmm. And this goes for anything. I mean, I always have family falling out. During the Christmas time, I'm always depressed I know some people have some real chemical imbalances and we all have different things that we struggle. Mm-hmm. Some things aren't your fault, but it's like, of course we're depressed. Of course we're struggling in our life as a man or as a woman in these, these tough seasons, because you don't even know the answer to your, your framework. You don't know the mission statement of your life and you need to write that down or it's just going to be, it's, 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 it's helpless. Yeah. You know? And it's like an aimless goal. Yeah. And I, there's a um, there's a quote also, and it's like, there's nothing more adventurous in your life than telling the truth. <gasps> Whoa! And and he said, if you will learn tomorrow to to make your bed, we did that today. You you wake up in the morning and you make your bed, mm-hmm. and you t- and you tell yourself, I'm gonna tell the truth today. Wow! I'm gonna tell the truth to my boss. I'm gonna tell the truth to my friends. I'm gonna tell the truth to myself. Every, every single, every single move in my life, I'm gonna start telling the truth. And he said, watch how that impacts everything in your life. Okay. You're over here dropping freaking bars on today's podcast. Thank you. My man is wise. Truth be told you guys, we attempted to film this podcast last night and it was a disaster. Was not it. We were not flowing. It was, it was just, it was not flowing like this. So we were like, you know what? Let's just stop. Let's reset. And so we're actually leaving to Alaska today. And I was like, oh, I don't know if we have time. And I'm really glad we made time for this because um, I feel like we can think so much more clear today. <laughs> we were also filming at 5 p.m. yesterday. Like that's the point of the day where our brains are like, like mush, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love that, babe. I think that's super, super wise. And I just feel like, I don't know. I think life is so much of a perspective shift. And you remind me of this so, so much that what we see is in our relationship is he's the optimist. I'm the pessimist. And I don't know where I get that from. And I'm really, I'm working towards not being that I notice in my life that if someone asks me about something, I'll immediately share the negative. And I don't like that about myself. I've always been like that, but just because I've always been like that doesn't mean I have to always be like that. And it's like, how can we rewire and change our mentality and our thinkings and our perspectives? Because 
Like you have control of your life. You are the one that gets to determine where you go, what you do, how you think, all the things of your life. And so what do you want to do? How do you want to change that? Who do you want to be? I don't want to always forever be a pessimist. I don't want to go into another holiday season if I was single being like, I'm just going to be single for the rest of my life and everyone doesn't, doesn't like me and no guy picks me and I'm ugly and I'm worthless. It's like, you've got to start speaking life over yourself and believing the best about yourself, believing in who God says you are. And I love that you said that where you were like, you've got to know who you are and know your why and know your what, because it matters. If you don't know it, how will anyone else know it? Like if you start dating somebody and they're basically like wanting to know why you're this awesome person, why they should date you. And you don't even know that then they're going to be like, Oh, this girl's got some things she got to work through. Like, I think what, why Caleb and I somewhat worked out is that you were confident and secure in yourself. I was confident and secure in myself. Of course we have a little bit of insecurities, but for the most part, I feel like we really worked the, through those things. And then we also worked with those things together. Yeah. But I think apart from me before, you were very confident in who you were. Yeah. And that was really attractive to me. Thank you. Well, <clears throat> that was a word. Um, listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding you know food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict a, over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when, if you're parents and you have, you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon. So it is so beneficial and we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy thrivemarket.com slash healthy. It's more complicated than just, hey man, go serve, go, you know, be, be a gift, your singleness and your loneliness or... Maybe you're in a, maybe you're dating and you're married and it's like, submit to your husband. You you know, that that's what you're called to do. It's like, we are saying a lot of these like things and these biblical buzzword uh, buzzwords, like be content, you know? And it's like, man, I don't even know why I feel like this. I just feel sad. It's just sometimes personally, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't really know. I just feel sad. And, and what I've realized is like, wow, I feel sad. I've read my Bible, I've prayed, I've tried to talk to Jesus, I don't hear him. I'm kind of paranoid that my friends don't like me. All these things are happening. I am content, but I can't help to feel the way I feel. Mm, yeah. And what I've realized is, man, when I like feel that, I get up and go, you know what, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna go work out. As I'm working out, I'm like, man, this isn't, this isn't, life's not that bad. You know, I'm, I have a barbell on my shoulders and I'm squatting and it's like, man, if I don't lift up, I'm gonna die right now. And my brain isn't, now my brain's not focused on all the things that I'm struggling with in my life. My brain is focused on getting this bar up Mm -hmm. and you start tricking your brain into 
wow, I just succeeded in that. And then all of a sudden, it's like I'm doing these reps and, and working out. It's like, oh, I just ran two miles. That was a success. And so you have some chemical things that are happening in your brain. It's a reward system. It's a, a dopamine hit. And you're firing these muscles in your brain. And you don't realize, hey, man, all I really needed was just to get my body active. Mm-hmm. And I found Lord on that third mile when I didn't think it could go any longer. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord just sometimes wants us to get up and go do something, whatever well, that is. It's like in the Bible when he says to the guy that was lame and he's blaming all these excuses, like he couldn't walk. And Jesus literally says to him, get up and, and go like, go, no, don't sin anymore. Don't go back to the mat. And the guy's making all the excuses of like, well, no one helped me and I didn't do this and da, 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 da. And, and Jesus was basically like, look, you've been healed. I've given you the freedom and the access to be healed. I've given you the tools get up and stop sitting on your mat and having a pity party. He's like, go now on the other side of that, there are times when, like you said, and I'm glad you touched upon that. We're like, you just are sad. I've had so many days where like there's there. I don't know. I think I've shared this to you before. Like, I think I had it literally two days ago. I will get this wave of like this dark, weird sadness over me. And I cannot pinpoint I've had this literally ever since I was like seven years old. It's like this wave of like sadness just comes over me and I feel so empty. Yeah. And I don't know how to describe it. I don't know why it happens. It'll it'll come for like 30 minutes and then it'll leave. But sometimes you just got to feel that. Sometimes you've just got to so linger normal. in that. And And like for me, what I like to do is I just like put on worship music or I just journal through that of like, okay, I feel sad right now and I don't really know why, but it's important to let yourself feel that because you don't always want to just go run and cope and be like, okay, let me get on the dating apps. Let me go on Instagram. Let me just go to the gym and pretend like everything's fine. Like, yes, you could do both. But I think sometimes you just got to sit in that and be like, I'm sad or I'm pissed off or God, I'm pretty mad at you. I don't feel you right now. Why are you far away from me? And I think it's in those moments of like lamenting or being sad or discouraged that sometimes we can find God the most because even though he's far, we can see him show up in different ways. Or when he does show up, you're like, wow, I praise you even more in the high moments because when I don't feel you, it's a scary place to be. And I want those high moments because it makes me appreciate God so much more. And we sometimes need those valleys to appreciate the mountaintops. And you also... That was good, babe. You also need to look at your surroundings of, man, when I'm when I'm feeling like this and this like wilderness, if you are lucky enough to have friends, a lot of times we can push those externals. Like most of us have good family members, uh, uh, maybe one family member. That's a little cuckoo. You know, no, I'm saying. Oh, you have one family maybe member. Maybe you have one family member who loves you. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Whoever that one person is in your life or two or three or friend group or whatever, it's like, bring those people closer. Let them in on that. It's like, because sometimes it can feel like if I tell somebody, man, I just have this overwhelming darkness that comes over my life. That can seem like, I don't want them to think I'm like, you know, really struggling out here and it, and it hits your pride. It's like, no, everyone's going through that. Most likely mm-hmm. we all experience that low dopamine serotonin. Like guys, we're all over our phones 24 mm-hmm. seven. Serotonin's hard to come by these days. Mm-hmm. And, um, but for instance, like yesterday, I for ins- for those of you who do not know, I am finishing my my degree right now, and it, it's a little daunting at times. And I had a philosophy paper just burdening, 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 burdening my life and my <laughs> my mind. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And it was creating this like, man, this like sadness of like, man, I can't believe I chose to do this to myself. I'm I'm a husband. 
and I'm going back to school. Why am I doing this? And I just said, you know what? I don't want to do this right now, but I'm going to do it. And I sat down and I started typing my paper and, you know, halfway through, I'm like, man, this is really good. I'm really, I'm really liking this. And, and then I finished it and I turned it in and then I was like, the sky had cleared up mm. and it's like, okay, there's darkness over your life right now. How are we going to get it to where that sky opens up? And you probably know what that thing is that you need to do. Oh yeah. You can name it right now. Break up with him. But there's also this productivity hack that says like, you tell yourself basically like, okay, I'm just going to do this for five minutes. And you just start it and you're like, it's just five minutes. And you set a timer. Next thing you know, you're in the role of it. And you're like, oh, I could do another five and another five. So it's a productivity hack of like, even if you only do those five minutes, good for you. You did those five minutes. You just started it. And next thing you know, you're in the swing of it. And you're like, I can do this. I think we're, we're dropping some, hopefully some wisdom for you guys today. And everything we're saying, we're, we're having to, it's it's not something we've mastered. Mm-hmm. We have a good knowledge of a lot of things we're saying, but it's still like working that muscle. You you never get to a place where you're just perfect. It's a, This life is a marathon. Tell me about it. I always say that life is the path of progress, not perfection, because perfection is unattainable. We ain't Jesus. And guys, sometimes the wilderness is fun. I I know that's that's a bold take, but if you're just on a beach sipping pina coladas every day, eventually, if there's no sadness, there's no happiness. Mm. So how do you appreciate happiness is experiencing sadness? That's true. Come on. That's what I'm saying. You got to have the valleys to appreciate. So get sad. I think what I want to talk about next is just like relationships within this season, because as we all know, it is so easy to go online and you're like, man, my best friend, Sarah, she's on a horse carriage ride in Highland Park. She's all snuggled up drinking hot chocolate with this man and her long-term boyfriend. And here I am decorating the Christmas tree by myself, drinking eggnog and what or you're dating or you're married and you know your boyfriend sucks or your husband sucks or you're seeing your friends doing all these extravagant christmas things and then you're just like talking looking to your boyfriend being like why don't you plan that yeah bob bob you know in anything in life everything is a comparison game and we could so think that oh my gosh their relationship is this or they're having so much fun and maybe they are as i've always said we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and it's the grass is not always greener on the other side or in their relationship or the things that you think that that couple has maybe they have more money than you or they go on more trips than you or they have a healthier family family than you they also have their own problems and things that they go through and everything is so relative and so you know as we've said before we we always try to remind you guys of this of like what does your life has what have what does your family have what do you have that maybe they don't have and it's not like you're boasting like oh look what i have but it's more like i'm glad that my family you know values these small private quiet moments together and that's more something to cherish than these big extravagant lavish gifts now one is not necessarily better than the other but what do you love in your life what do you love in your family that was good Sure? And I have a confession. What'd you do? I like, if you saw my face in the last three minutes, I feel like I just zoned out for like three minutes. I it's did that too. not that I didn't care what you were saying. I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about going to Alaska and it being cold, but I, I caught the last like 30 seconds. Well, it's funny because I did that to you in the last episode. Remember? Yeah. You were like, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I was like, to be <laughs> honest, I have no idea what you just said. No, it's uh. The comparison game. It is a roller coaster that if you don't get off of it, you will die. Wow, that was extreme. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will it will ruin your life. It's true. You will be You're in a hamster wheel. Like 
I don't care how good you look. I don't care how in shape, not in shape, or wealthy or not wealthy you are. If you compare yourself consistently enough to the point to where you will literally ruin your life. You will yeah. ruin your life. I, well, yeah. I I genuinely, I look back to my high school life. I, I was the, in the best shape of my life in high school, and I was the most miserable man. I mean, I struggled. I I had so much freaking body dysmorphia and, and insecurity about myself and the way that I looked. And I look back and I was like, man, that was a skinny dude. Mm. And I thought, I thought I was fat. I genuinely thought I was fat because it stemmed from a childhood getting bean dipped in, in middle school and, oh. you know, getting Funny. made fun of and, and all these things. And, and, um, I just wanted, I would see somebody who had like the skinny body or the, the muscles that I wanted in high school. And I would literally see that and it would cause me to be so mad and other people's walk would change the way that I walked. And, and it just like, man, it ruined my, my high school. And I wish I could go back and know what I know now and, and give myself so much more um, confidence. Like I, I would just trade a little bit of confidence now for my high school self. And so the question is, how do I get out of that hamster wheel? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard. It's a lot of healing that the Lord needs to do in your heart. But mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a roller coaster. And if you don't get off of it. The Bible says to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ or submit it to Christ. Because... It's so easy to see this one little moment, this one clip, this one thing that your friend got and you just run with it. And now you're running in that hamster wheel. And that's why it's super important to immediately be like, nope, you got to take that thought captive and immediately be like, okay, God, no, what you have for me, you have for me. And you don't have that for anybody else. What you have for her or him, that's for them. And that's okay. God, that's what you've given them. But what have you given me? And be thankful. God, thank you for the things that you gave me. Thank you for my life, for my body, for my health, for my family, for my home. And immediately just take that thought captive. It doesn't have to be that whole spiel that I just did, but immediately being like, nope, I am not going to cave in to envying her life and her job and her, her thing and her whatever, because it will rob you. And it really is true, especially in this season. Like you see her get this Mercedes Benz and you're like, Oh, I got a Barbie car. Like I didn't get anything and that's okay. You know? So what do you do if, cause I think some people have insecurity or comparison and until let's say it's, um, let's say it is singleness or let's say, let's say it is weight. Let's say it is like, man, if I lost a hundred pounds, I would feel a lot better about myself. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get rid of that insecurity is losing the weight. What do you do if someone just has like a tough thing that they're comparing? It's kind of like, it is true that maybe, yeah, take the, the thought captive. And, but the reality is there's some, there's some insecurities that until you deal with it, deal with it. Maybe it is, mm-hmm. you know, your debt situation. I'm insecure that I'm in debt and I don't want to tell my boyfriend I'm $30,000 in credit card debt. The only way to get rid of that insecurity is you got to pay off some debt. Right. You know, maybe your insecurity is you don't have a job. Well, maybe get a job. You know, like there's a lot of things that I get. We go back to don't do it, but there's action. Well, can I say something? Yeah. This is a quote that I I just thought of, and I think it makes sense. Control what you can control and release what you can't. 
if there's something you can control, like your weight or your finances or certain things in your life, I'm not saying do it in a form where you're like being obsessive and compulsive or whatever, but if you can control certain aspects to improve your life, which is why I like this podcast, is I've always told that mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, there are things that you can do in your daily life and your daily habits that you can control. Maybe there's something completely out of your control. Maybe your parents' marriage, maybe it's the way someone you know, acts or thinks about you. There's certain things you cannot control. Those are the things you say, God, I will release. I will let go of the things I can't control. But there, that's why, you know, boundaries come in or even the way that you speak to yourself, the way you handle your finances. There are things that you have to be responsible for. We don't want to always shift blame and say, it's that person's fault. It's this. It's Well, it's because of this. It's because my, my dad. It's like, what can you control and take responsibility and accountability for? And you have the power to, to improve your life, but that's up to you to do that. I have a story. I'm listening. Okay, for those of you, for those of you who do not know, say that five times. For those of you who do not know, it's a hard word to say. For those who do not know, it's like Romans seven. Why do they do the things I don't want to do? So, for Sorry. those of you who do not know, um, I dislocated my patella tendon, which patella is, is a funny word. Which is, if you don't know what that means, that's my kneecap. Basically, mm. I dislocated it, and the worst position you could dislocate it. I blew out all the cartilage sitting in my kneecap. Oh. I had to get kneecap realignment surgery. And cartilage reemplacement surgery. Brutal. It was one of the worst years of my life. And I still suffer with a lot of pain and arthritis from my kneecap. The issue is, for two years, I could not work out my legs. At least my right leg. Uh, the amount of pain I was going through, I had no... I had nothing. I, but I wasn't doing my physical therapy exercises. Mm. I was in so much pain that I wasn't doing my exercises. But guess what? It's, 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 it's actually counterintuitive. Rest doesn't help a kneecap heal at all. You have to do the exercises. And so I remember being in church and the pastor being like, we're going to pray for healing over your knee and your legs. And I, and one thing that people didn't know, I was very insecure about the way my legs looked because my upper body was so much bigger than my lower body. And he prayed for it. And guess what? It still hurt the next day. Nothing changed. You know, God, a lot of times he can heal and he can do some miraculous things for sure. But I had to meet him somewhere halfway. I had to start doing my exercises. I had yeah. to start working out. And mm-hmm. my insecurity for my leg, I wear shorts again. For the, If you go back and look at my social media, you would not <laughs> catch me in shorts. I don't care how hot it was outside. Never would I wear oh. shorts. And it took my friends saying, hey, man, I think you should start working out your legs because they look like chicken legs. And it hurt. Like, it genuinely, I was so insecure about it. I still low-key am to this day. My legs aren't that bad anymore. You've been um, working so hard, babe. But I do my exercises twice a, twice a week. I work out my legs. And that insecurity is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not insecure about my legs anymore. But I'm it so wasn't because I took the thought captive. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I found peace in necessarily, like, my, uh, my, my prayer life. It was because I felt the Lord say, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You're just expecting me to heal something when you are called to get up and 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 do something. Meet me, meet me halfway. And I think that that is a story that is for everything. Like it's for your finances. It's for and I've said relationship this, status. Relationship status. Um, and again, I do believe God has supernatural powers, and and He could heal my knee completely if He wanted to. But at the same time, like, why would He do that if He knows that I'm not gonna you know, partner with him, partner with him. 
I think that is such a good point. And I've mentioned that to y'all before, but like, obviously I do think I'm always going to preach first and foremost in any situation that you want to, you know, submit your thoughts to Christ and you want to pray and you want to have a good relationship with God. But I've always said to you guys, you have to partner with God. You can't expect all these things to happen, just hiding in your home or literally doing nothing. I mean, the Bible always shows like people led by faith, or even if they didn't know where they were going, they're like, I'm still going, or I'm believing, or I'm following this North star or whatever. Like I, there's so many stories in the Bible that people were led by faith. And so sometimes you just got to step out and say, man, God, I, I'm surrendered to you. I'm obedient to you. I know I'm not in willful sin, direct me. And he will. And maybe you don't know where you're going. You don't know where that step is, or you don't know exactly what the results are going to lead to but you're trusting in God. You're trusting in saying, God, I'm partnering with you. I don't know exactly where this is going, but I'm trying. I'm going to try versus me just sitting and doing nothing. I'm going to do something. And I think that's so much more appealing and attractive and, and awesome in you to just try to do something yeah. than nothing. And and guess what? Now I, uh, I get so excited to go work out my legs. I get so excited. I get to do my knee exercises. I get to, we're going to be Alaska and everyone wants me to go skiing. And I want to take care of my knee so badly. I'm like, I'm not even going to go skiing because I want to work this thing out. You know, I want to improve this to the best of my ability. And so what are three things that you can improve today? I got three things. Maybe you should say three things. What are three things that we can improve today based on our, our choices and our, and our actions? I mean, I think I know for me personally, I could pray more. I think also, secondly, I need to watch my negative thoughts. And thirdly, I probably should stop eating so much sugar. Okay. <laughs> so what are we going to do? How are we going to pray more? Well, I think it's just finding times in between the the busyness of your day just to slow down and just to worship the Lord. Like last night, for example, you were watching TV and I was packing and I put in worship music and I just thanked the Lord. Like I just had a moment with God. And I think that's the thing is people always want to portray it as like, you're on your hands and your knees and you're just sobbing. And it's like, sometimes you don't have time. It's finding those small pockets with the Lord of just like, Hey God, I'm acknowledging you. I love your presence. I'm here. I still love you. And I think sometimes it's those small moments that matter most in these grandiose public moments where people are see you sobbing on the floor. I think it's finding those small, still quiet moments with the Lord. Mm. How are we going to eat less sugar? I think just holding each other accountable. I think something that was really uh, helpful was in James Clear's book, Atomic Habits of like asking yourself, is this candy contributing to the person that I want to be. If you say to yourself, like, I want to be a fit, healthy person, and you're about to just, you know, rummage through the pantry and eat all this candy and all these snacks. Sometimes he says in the book, like, you have to stop and ask yourself, is this habit I'm about to do or this action I'm about to do going to contribute to the person I want to be, to my identity that I want to be with anything? So it's like, I remember doing that and asking myself, okay, this candy is not contributing to this goal of me wanting to be a fit, healthy person. And I would throw it in the trash can or I would throw it back in the pantry. And it actually really helped. That's good. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. What are your three things? Um, I want to be less lazy. Um, what does that mean? Like, you know how to like boil that down a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I, I want to, I want to focus on my school more. Um, okay. 
Because like in that book, that James up. Clear, he talks about being very specific. Yeah. So what would that be? Yeah. Like I want to, I, I, I feel like I am a procrastinator when it comes to like things I need to get done. So I want to procrastinate less. Um, and I want to, I, I need to, number two, utilize my mornings better. I realize I'm the most sharp in the mornings. Yeah. Um, and I'm not as sharp in the afternoons. And so trying to figure out a way to, to prioritize that. Number three would sleep. I got to figure out my sleeping problems. Um, I don't get a full eight hours every night. I feel like I'm running on five to six every mm-hmm. night. And that's like a new thing for me over the last year that I've like really struggled with. And um, so the sleep thing. And yeah. um, I need to go to the doctor for that one too. Yeah. I think that there's some maybe sleep apnea. So happening. y'all, you, you, I haven't mentioned this yet, but this was something new that I learned from him since we've been married is he gets these absolute night terrors. Like even on our honeymoon, like obviously it was our first time sleeping together around this time. And in the middle of the night, I mean, you would literally shoot up out of bed and you're like, (gasps) and I'm like, and I'm panicked because I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm like a sensitive sleeper. So like I wake up and I'm freaked out. I'm like, what's going on? I mean, I think there's like a murder in the room. Yeah. But he wakes up and like literally panics and it scares me. He did it really bad the other day where he like shot out of bed, stood up. Like I was like so scared. I was like, Caleb, I always have to calm him down. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So that's something we've been learning in marriage. Yeah. So first of all, I just wanted to encourage you guys in this because I remember, so we, we last year, we've mentioned this, we broke up for two weeks. And in those two weeks, I remember being like, what am I going to do now that I'm single yet? Cause like, I didn't know if we were going to get back together. I didn't know when we would, if we were, I basically just got back to being busy and not like trying to just cope, but I was like, what can I do to use this time really well? And what I did was instead I thought of every single girl that I knew of. And I started a group text and I ended up starting the single Dallas girl gang. And I literally started creating this community with these single girls. And I started one at my house. I hosted at my house. I did like a paint party. I would, I literally started this thing where once a month, these girls, we would all meet up. And it was really cool because all these girls started finding community and friendships within this group text and people would shoot in there like who wants to go on a walk or who wants to go to this workout class with me and so when you're in singleness it's like how can I use this to the best of my ability who do I know even if it's three girls that I know they're single what can I do to start up maybe you can lead a bible study or you can go to a coffee shop or you can start serving together or whatever like but find ways to just serve together and and benefit from this time together and it's not that you want to like meet up with your single friends and like complain all the time and trauma bond but it's like how can you all use the season well together well, and find friendship. It's like when I talk to husbands now and I'm like, oh, you're going through that same thing I'm going through with my wife. You feel less crazy. Yeah. And you realize that, oh my gosh, we're all kind of running in the same season. And I think that that is the, um, the goal for this podcast. And the goal I think you've always said is you've wanted this to be a place where you can sit down and just have an authentic real conversation with the viewer about how practically you can listen to this and be like, Oh, they're not just, you know, you know, a lot of people are talking in thin air and they said a lot of things without really saying anything at all. Yeah. I hope that this podcast spoke to just like, we didn't want to just speak to just like single people. We don't want to just come on here and focus on one individual. Like we want this to be like a place where everyone can come and listen, no matter if you're married, dating, single or whatever. And, uh, I think, I think, I hope we accomplish that today. If um, if you've listened to this podcast and you've made it this far, 
Um, I, I, we want to hear your story. DM us, message us, message us where you're at, mm-hmm. drop a comment about, you know, how you're going to, what, what you're going to use to move forward. What's that yeah. action that you're going to take mm-hmm. to improve your, um, your serotonin, your life, you know? yeah. your life. Cause we get yeah. one life. And I just, I just want to empathize. Like, again, I've said in the last episode that I know the holidays, you know, they're supposed to be this like cheery and merry and all these things. And sometimes it's just not you're alone or maybe you've had a family member pass away or you're grieving or maybe you went through a breakup recently or whatever. All those situations There's so many things that that come around this season. And it's like it's just not always what you see on social media or or the movies and stuff like that. And so just know that we love you. We hear you and, and God hears you more like you know, God hears those cries of yours and those prayer requests of yours. And he cares. I promise you, even if you don't feel like that, like he's there, you're like, why would God let me go through this? Um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't cause these pains. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he allows them, but it doesn't mean that he's the one causing them. And so I pray that you'll run back to him and you'll know that he has a plan for your life and whatever you're going through, like it won't last forever. And maybe your life will look drastically different next Christmas. And you'll be like, man, I'm so glad I had that moment to be like, now I've made it. Or now I'm in my, my, my dreams and all the prayers that I've prayed for. You're walking through that. And I I pray that happens to you next Christmas, or maybe you're walking through that right now, but just know that these things won't last forever. And it's like, again, what can you control? That's a word. Uh, It's in the podcast with some questions that you guys sent. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people want to know how we're splitting our time amongst our family for the holidays. Um, So this is obviously our first Merry Christmas. And thankfully, our families are both not very strict on this yeah my family like if i was like hey sorry not coming i'm gonna go be with kayla's family they wouldn't be mad at me of course they'd be bummed out and i feel like your family is kind of the same like they would want you there yeah thankfully we're in a place where we can split the time Mm -hmm. um so we usually will go see her family um before mine or vice versa and so usually we'll spend two or three days in oklahoma hopefully get some time with your family yeah. You know, my family's been doing these trips for the last four years, which has been really new. Um, we did not grow up doing this at all. Like I said, if you listen to the last episode, but we've been doing trips. So the first year we did um, Seattle, then we did Montana, then we did Austin. And now we're doing Alaska, which is kind of crazy. My sister lives there. So it's been fun. Uh, someone asked, did you guys have post wedding blues? Yes. Kind of. No. Yeah. I'm glad to not plan a wedding again, but I also loved that day so much. I'm like, dang. I think I have dating blues of like, man, there was something so fun about coming over after not seeing you for, you know, a good, a good period. And just having to like remind ourselves like, oh, we have to be intentional, be intentional about like, you know, spending time with each other, making room for like fun moments and romantic moments. Yeah, because you can get so so used to each other just. Yeah, around. like you're there, they're there. And like, we've had so many married people tell us like this, like never stop dating. And so finding ways to be intentional and still surprise each other. They want to know about birth control when you're a Christian versus natural. I don't have a very strong opinion on that, to be honest. But we're not doing birth control just mm-hmm. because of the the effects I've seen it have on, yeah. on women. And I'm 29. I, I don't want to mess up my hormones or anything like that. And I've seen uh-huh. a lot of my friends go crazy on it where they're like, I don't feel like myself. So I personally didn't want to do that, but I don't, I'm not against birth control personally. That might be a hot take and some people may come for me, but I don't know. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Um, I definitely think pray about it and discuss it with your partner, but find what works best for y'all. Yeah, it's good. How to set boundaries with your in-laws. <laughs> Uh, okay. I was talking to my friend about this last night and 
what I've realized is again, you can only control what you can control. So you can only control how you respond and react, but you cannot control the other person. And so I read this book, um, uh, goodbyes and good boundaries by Lisa Turkhurst. And she talks a lot about how you can't, you know, you can't tell this person what to do. So you can only limit their access to you, or you can only say, Hey, you know, if you're not going to respect this or honor this, then I will restrict the access to what you have. So if this person keeps coming over to your house or they, every time they come over, they keep doing the same action or doing this certain thing and they're not honoring what you've asked, then you can say, Hey, I'm sorry. Like if you come over and every time you do this, I'm not going to let you come over. I'm not going to let you have access to the thing that you keep doing. And so it sucks because it's like, you kind of have to treat them like a child, but some people just do not have- Huh? Your in-laws? Yeah, or yeah. just people in general. Like, you kind of have to just restrict their access to certain things. It, it depends. I think all in-laws come with their own set of, it sucks. You you spend all your time raising up this child, and then in a blink of an eye, one day they get married, and then you have to give them over completely, and now you don't get access. Yeah. I empathize with in-laws because I'm sure you put in all this time, all this money, all this equity. It's your you just child. A lot of money to help pay for a wedding if that's a, you know... If that happened, uh, and so first, I think the biggest thing to, is to have empathy for your in-laws. Um, the more mad your in-laws make you, the more miserable your life is going to be. Yeah. Because guess what? It doesn't matter really. A lot of times, it's not about you. And if your wife is really close to your, you know, her parents, and you can't stand her parents, you have That's to. Tough. You have to figure out a way to. Honor if, them still. Honor them still. But if it's in, still in the beginning, just be patient. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to work this out overnight. Um, now there are some, I've seen some crazy in-laws. Thankfully, our in-laws aren't that bad. And My parents have their moments though. And so do my parents probably. But yeah. we have, we're blessed. We genuinely, our parents honor our boundaries and they're not in, too yeah. invasive. And so. But what I will say too, regarding that is that your parents should not necessarily be your partner's responsibility. So like, I shouldn't expect Caleb to have to set the boundaries and set the tone of sometimes you kind of have to, because maybe your parents don't respect you and they'll respect your partner. But like, I have to be the one to communicate with my parents directly. Like, Hey, we're not allowing this or we're not doing this. Or, Hey, if you you know, if you keep coming over unannounced, like, please respect that. I shouldn't put that on Caleb to do that. That should be my responsibility because that's my parents. Yeah. But if maybe your parents aren't listening, I'm not saying this is our situation, but if they don't respect you, then sometimes your partner has to step in for you. I know friends that they've had this happen where the husband has to step in because the mom is not respecting the daughter. And it's, it's tough. You keep yawning. Did you have coffee this morning? <laughs> so it's a different, interesting topic, but... The uh, honor them when you can. Yeah, it's the classic. If my dad's disrespecting you, or you know, my mom, or, or somebody, it goes a long way to defend defend your significant other mm-hmm. to your to your own parents. So if Janine's mom is disrespecting me, it's going to go a lot of hey, you're not going to speak to my husband like that. Yeah, that oh my gosh, will not only make your significant other feel so amazing, but that will set the standard of like oh, you know, yeah, you know. I got to be more respectful. And so that I think that will go a long way. And your spouse comes before your family now. For sure. It's just crazy. Yeah. Are you guys splurging for on each other for gifts this year post-wedding? I don't think so. <laughs> Plans for visiting Germany. So fun fact, it's not really that fun, I guess. We were planning on going to Guatemala in January to visit my entire mom's side. And we were like looking at tickets, looking at Keep Airbnbs. Going. 
planning on doing it. And this whole political situation happened. And so we were like, dang it. So we weren't able to go because my mom was worried it wasn't going to be safe. And her family was like, don't come. So we're like, okay, let's go to my dad's side. So we were all planning on going to Germany. Tickets were super cheap. We looked again at like dates. We were like literally about to commit. And turns out pretty much like a third of my family was like, oh my gosh, my passport's expired or we don't have passports. And so it didn't work out. And so we're kind of bummed out. But now we're going to Alaska. Yeah. I'm excited for Alaska. That'll be, it's going to be so fun. We leave in an hour and a half, so we need to wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Um, let's lean in. Let's lean in. Let's just okay. make sure that you guys feel loved and seen and cared for. There's either probably four places you're listening to this podcast. Is Either you're in your car, um, you're at the gym, you're sitting down on the couch, or you're in your bed, or you're doing something while, you know, a chore while you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're listening. I want you to look down. I want you to look to your left. And I want you to look to your right. I want you to to clean what you need to clean. Where you're in your car and you look down at your cup holder. I need to do this too. Mm-hmm. And you got a little <laughs> sticky stuff in, in your cup holder. And you got little stuff in your console. That's causing you anxiety, whether you know it or not. You're in your, your room and you see your dresser, you know, and it has 7-Eleven cup and a McDonald's cup. That's, I promise you, that's causing some type of anxiety. You're in your living room and your living room doesn't look too great. Let's let's set the scene for the rest of this December and for the holidays as a place wherever you're at, your place is in should order. be in order. And also it's it's a very um what, what's the word? Your place is like a very intimate like environment environment for yourself. Yeah. And if that scene It's a representation of you as well. For sure. And if that scene if it's not the most simple, your car, if your car is not the most like, like safe place for you, you hate getting your car because it's so dirty. Well, it's like, let's clean that out. Yeah. And I want to, I want the next podcast. We're going to come on the next podcast and I want to see the comments and I want to see people saying, Hey, I, I, I did what you said on that. Mm-hmm. And I want to see how that actually impacts your week. So that'll be this a, is Caleb's strength. That'll be a little goal is I've seen him do this in his own life, but he calls people higher and challenges people all the time. You're so good at this. Well, I do it because I need to do it myself. Mm-hmm. If my guy, my guy friends are like, you need to make your bed, bro. Like, you need to clean your car. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's, it's not great. Okay. My, my thing that I want to close out on, and it's kind of what I said again, but reminding you that control what you can control and release what you can't. You can't control right now your relationship status. You can't control if you're going to meet someone anytime soon or if you're going to marry somebody. But what you can control is your walk with God, how you spend your time, how you're going to use this season, how you're going to look back on this, how you're going to prepare for January 1st. Like we're not preparing for January 1st on January 1st. We're preparing for that now. And so what can you do to use your time really well and to fall in love with the Lord more and just become the best version of yourself? Someone that you're so proud of and you we have still what two and a half weeks left of this month and so let's use that to your best of ability what does that mean like you could read or start listening to podcasts or clean out your room de-junk declutter find ways to give back to serve i mean oftentimes we find so much fulfillment and purpose by blessing other people and so i think sometimes it's thinking less of yourself when we only think of ourselves i think that's when anxiety is the highest is because we're so wrapped up on me, 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 me. Let's start looking outward and outwardly focused of like, who can I bless? And 
I said this in the last episode, but who can we bless this week? What family member can we bless this week? What homeless person maybe needs a meal or needs a blanket? It's getting cold out there. So being intentional, like I want to be, this was something I really want to prioritize more is being intentional of being outwardly focused of looking on who can I bless? I promise you that will brighten your day, finding fulfillment and blessing other people. And, and the Bible says that love God first and love others as yourself. He doesn't say love yourself. He says, love of others as yourself. He puts people second, God first, and you third. And so I just want us to reshift that perspective and say, you know what? I'm going to actually try to think of other people more and think of myself less. And I, I really think that that perspective shift will bless all of us. And I'm curious to see what that will do. If we make that a challenge in this week, how can I think less of myself and think more of others? And the thing is y'all like the Bible, like people will say, love yourself, love yourself. We don't have a love yourself problem. We love ourselves a little too much. We're obsessed with ourselves. We love ourselves more than anybody else in this world. We're selfish human beings innately. And so it's not a problem. So how can we love others first? How can I serve my husband before myself and my family before myself? And so it's a call to action for me and hopefully for you. Know your who, know your what, know your why. Be more outwardly focused at the same time. Also make your bed. I think that that is the summary of this podcast uh, again, if you made it this far, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate every single person who listens mm-hmm. to this podcast. You guys make our, uh, yeah, you guys are a big, you make our days better as yes, well. You do. We this, love you guys. It's our favorite part, um, of the, uh, of the week. We love reading the comments and I mean, we get an occasional mean one, but we are so appreciative yeah. of the people that support you, us every week. You show up, you comment, you're engaged. I mean, truly thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're super excited for even season five and for the holidays and Merry Christmas, you guys. Um, this is the season about Jesus. And, uh, remember we're doing the December Bible challenge. So you can keep reading the book of Luke with me on there. And we'll have an episode when we get back from Alaska, but feel free to check out our content from there on YouTube and Instagram. And have so much fun. Yeah, life is too short. Yeah, we got two week, three weeks left till Christmas. Have so much fun. fun. Grab some eggnog. Yeah. Listen to your Christmas mu- music. And don't blow all your money. Blow right? some of it. You don't have to blow all of it. Blow a good portion. Like, obviously, be wise about that. Open a Macy's credit card like my wife did. Hey. <laughs> Janini. I was like, babe, I got a code at Macy's. And I was like, oh, amazing. I did. I got a good She's deal. She's like, I got a good deal. I opened a credit card because I got a good percentage. And I was like, as we started talking about it, she was like, maybe I shouldn't have opened a credit <laughs> I card. I should have called my husband. I'm not used to this yet. <laughs> I'm not used to just making decisions on my own. And I was like, oop. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> should have done that. Are we canceling that? Probably. Yeah. I, I did save like $200 on that jacket though. Yeah. I got myself, I got myself a deal. <laughs> and if you know me, I love, love a good deal. I love coupons. Deal. I love to find and finesse my way into a deal. Love you guys. It's all we really ever wanted. wanted. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Comment down below your favorite Christmas activity and why. Or comment the the reindeer. Uh, let us know if you are if you're if you're sad. Let us know why. And let us know what we're going to do to overcome And we can pray for you. Bye-bye. We're off to Alaska. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Happy and Healthy. I post these every single Tuesday. If this podcast is a blessing to you, leave us a review. Let us know. We would really appreciate that. Share this episode with your friends. Follow our podcast Instagram, Happy and Healthy Podcast. And we'll see you next Tuesday. But until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys. Bye.